today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, let's head south of the border and talk about uh, impeachment and uh, where the uh, new president is and where the old president is. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, emeritus professor of political science, Carleton University, and he is with us now. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you. And the same to you, Scott. So a couple of points I wanted to touch on with you today, and you can go at these in whatever order you want. But obviously, uh, and, and we'll, we'll finish up with the impeachment and where we are with that. But uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, uh, who who's represents the, the Republicans now, a picture of him with Trump. Uh, many have said that uh, he's trying to ride the fine line between the Trump supporters within the party uh, and, and those that are more traditional Republicans who, who don't want to become the party of Trump. And also, uh, uh, the third, in I believe, in command, uh, which is Dick Cheney's daughter, and how she was voted on, on, on because she, of course, uh, uh, spoke up against the president's actions, spoke up for impeachment uh, of her leader, uh, and she took some heat for that, but yet ended up in a vote winning uh, the, uh, the majority of, of those supporting her, saying that she should stay. It's almost like we've got um, you know, conflicting uh, uh, terminology coming out of uh, the Republicans in, in which direction they're going to go here. What are your thoughts? Well, there's major stories in the U.S., at least three big ones, and two of them are interrelated, starting with the one you wanted to talk about at the top, which is the future of the Republican Party and how they choose to portray themselves to the public. Uh, remember that Joe Biden said, I'm here for the soul of America, save the soul of America. And now the question is, what about the soul of the Republican Party? And we have seen that laid out in front of us. And, of course, it does affect our, our, the other big stories of the day, which is impeachment and uh, also the uh, recovery package over COVID, because COVID over, is behind everything, remember? <laughs> the yeah. U.S. is still gripped in a pandemic. Well, in terms of the Republicans, uh, the, uh, the catchphrase right now is Kevin McCarthy, who is, will be the Speaker of the House, in two years, if the Republicans can follow the normal tradition where the party in power loses a few seats or a lot of seats in the case of Obama, I think he lost something like 63 seats in his first <laughs> term when midterms came. The Republicans are down only five seats. So if the Republicans do, as they have every reason to believe they will do, gain some seats, he will become speaker, but he can only become speaker if he can hold his party together, the Democrats actually lose control of the House. So the phrase right now is, he wants a big tent party. So he is willing to bring in the QAnon, Marjorie Green, uh, and and also Liz Cheney, two diametrically opposed um, positions within the party. But he has to hold them together. Will that at the same time then cost the party big in the midterms? Because... Uh, right now, the, the Democrats are being handled, handed a great uh, campaign series of ads showing that the party uh, that the uh, Republicans are putting forth in two years is really a QAnon party. Remember, the, uh, the Democrats were expected to gain a lot of seats in this last election. In fact, they lost a bunch because a lot of swing and marginal seats went away from the Democrats unexpectedly because the Republicans focused on the squad. Radical leftists have taken over the Democratic mm -hmm. Party. Now the Democrats can say, yeah, look, look who's taken over the Republican Party. So 
at the end, where is the future for the Republican Party? Because they have to make a decision here. Uh, do they not? Is it the party of Donald Trump, or do they try to rebuild the traditional Republican Party? The traditionalist, traditionalist within the Republican Party, including Mitch McConnell in this case, and Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, are saying, look, we are the Republican Party, we are the party of the future, but the polls show that if that party has to choose between that and the Trump Party, or the Patriot Party, as he was going to call a new party, that the um, traditionalists would be a small rump of the traditional Republican Party. In fact, the way it looks today, Scott, is that the Republican Party is hemorrhaging traditional Republicans. They're physically, you know, they're opting out of the party. They're leaving the party, Hmm. which makes the remaining party, which was already way, way to the right of where the party was just two or three elections ago, the remnants are becoming increasingly the kind of party that Donald Trump would envision. Uh, Does that mean we will have two political parties representing the Republicans in 2022? And what about the next election? Uh, It does look right now as if the Democrats have a have a, a situation they may well be uh, facing a divided Republican Party that will that will uh, play out in the in the primaries of the 2022 congressional and the one third senatorial elections. Um, remember, the third of the Senate is up as, in, as well in 20 in two years. So the Republicans may well be a divided party uh, in the in the near short term future with the prominence of the party trending in the direction of the the QAnon wing. That being said, Elliot, if they don't uh, if they don't dump Donald Trump and that whole theory right now, this is going to continue to divide the Republic, uh, the Republican Party for years. I mean, they may not win an elect another an elect uh, another election for a long time if they keep this up. Well, let's move to the other big story. One of the other big stories exactly on this issue, the Republicans now have an excellent opportunity, if they wish to take advantage of it, to dump Donald Trump, as you put it, in, your, in the way you've expressed it, because the impeachment is coming up. And the impeachment is settles, uh, centers around, you know, Donald Trump. He's already removed from office, so the Republican defense is, why bother having uh, an impeachment trial? And 45 out of 50 of them, including Mitch McConnell, said, it's moot. Why bother having a trial? He's already gone. But the other side of that is, if he is convicted in the Senate, that it, adding 17 Republican votes uh, to 100% of the Democratic votes, 50 of those, then they can pass by simple majority the removal of Donald Trump's ability to ever run for office again. So the Republicans have an immediate opportunity, if they wish to use it, to drive a stake through the, the Trump wing of the party. But it looks like right now they show no intention whatsoever of doing so you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml as you described elliot that this this uh segment of this party seems to be growing and gaining momentum so even in an impeachment trial will will he get the republican uh, will he get the meaning trump get the republican support or will the democrats get the republican support well the way it appears today is that donald trump was invited as you know to to uh, appear the democrats said okay you want to defend yourself come ahead uh, we would love to hear from you under oath 
as yeah. saying that you did not violate your oath of office and you did not incite an insurrection, and Donald Trump turned them down, his, his lawyer saying this is a publicity stunt. And uh, you and I have been talking about this for years. Well, now. no, if he had taken him up on it, that yes. would have been a publicity well, stunt. Anyway, uh, go ahead, he, Elliot. I'm sorry. Well, it's just you and I have talked. He will never appear voluntarily under oath, uh, yeah. not under Mueller, not under anything else. But he does have some some legal cases coming where he may be compelled to do so elsewhere. And but would right anybody now, ever trust putting him uh, on a stand like that? I mean, he's liable just to go off and say anything. Well, that's why his lawyers never let him go under oath yeah. in any in any fora, and that would include the one coming up. The impeachment coming up is hinging on two uh, questions. One is the Republicans saying, look, this is uh, unconstitutional. They've had a lawyer who said, uh, who briefed them all. He was an impeachment lawyer for them last time. And then last time, this is his second impeachment. So, <laughs> 11 months ago or so. Keeps him busy on the impeachment you retainer. Know, <laughs> this lawyer, Turley, said, look, sorry, are you there? I'm here. Yep, go ahead. Okay, sorry. The impeachment, to, according to, to this lawyer who's leading them, saying it's unconstitutional, there's no way you can, you can have an impeached president. He's no longer in office, so it's moot. You, because the articles of impeachment say it deals with the president. But uh, somebody was mean enough to dig up his same comments right after the Clinton impeachment, who said, oh, absolutely, you can impeach a president after he's out of office. Uh, and uh, in my reading of the constitutional situation, and I'm merely a political scientist here, is that it absolutely is constitutional. The um, This takes us into some obscure history about 1878, the Secretary of War in the United States, but and and delightfully for me, back to Warren Hastings. <laughs> uh, this is part of my my Asia background. But the uh, the founders of the Constitution were aware of the fact that there was a famous trial just at the time the Constitution was being written, saying that yes, you can once somebody's out of office, you can still impeach and convict, and and there's a remedy. So the Democrats' position is: look, you cannot have a situation where the President of the United States in these last six months can, or last month can commit any crime and then just resign and get away with it. There has to be accountability, and uh, then you can remove him uh, by a simple vote from ever holding office again. The de- Republicans are saying, well, once he's out of office, you can't do it. That's the constitutional argument. The other argument is that uh, he was, uh, the Democrats said he incited insurrection. That's the, that's the article of impeachment. And the Republicans are saying, hey, this is just free speech. You have to show he intended intended his words to lead to a riot mm. and uh, take over the Capitol. And he was merely doing what every American is entitled to do, an exercise of free speech. That's going to be the crux of what you're going to see next week. I can imagine that once this uh, presentation starts and the impeachment all starts, that... There is going to be an incredible video presentation of what happened and, and, and just a uh, compilation of all of those clips that we have all seen over and over again of what happened in the riot on Capitol Hill, the insurrection. When those, when those politicians are sitting there watching this again and not, you know, you know, January 6th is a long way away now. It's gone and nobody remembers it other than those clips. Is it going to sway opinion once they see that presentation? Because I'm sure it will be a slick one. The impeachment trial is for history. It's to make a point also for electoral politics by both parties. They will be trying to make that point. It does not look today 
as if anything will change the Republicans' minds about uh, getting to that two-thirds for conviction. Of course, things could still happen. Yes, indeed, they were all involved in this, but the the uh, 45 to 50 out of 50 votes saying we shouldn't even proceed with this, the senators, Republican senators saying we shouldn't even go ahead, doesn't look, it doesn't suggest, even those who were caught up in it are willing to go ahead and say, no, yeah, we have, we have to, this was insurrection. We can't, we can't let it happen. Uh, they're likely to say, well, let bygones be bygones and it's unconstitutional, let's move on. The Democrats, by the way, Scott, who would love to dearly to do exactly what you've done, said, really demonstrate without any shadow of a doubt that this was uh, an insurrection and it was indeed incited by the president. And they've put an 80-page brief in already on that. And there will probably be a video and it'll be again for history. But the Democrats may not want to drag this out either because we have a blighted Biden 100 days. You can't, you can't really get the Biden presidency launched as long as the Trump shadow hangs over. Good point. Um, we, we've certainly heard since the inauguration how there, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of people that voted for Trump. Now, whether those are the same people that and they think the same way as those that rioted on Capitol Hill, I mean, I'm certainly going to say, you know, those, those are two different factions of, of of this movement. But many have said that that this is an underground movement, that Donald Trump's movement is growing. That being said, Americans have just taken one heck of a four-year ride where they virtually hear from the president every hour of every day. Uh, he won the election. At, in, in the very beginning of all of this, he was very powerful. He had the House. He had the Senate. He had the election. And since then, he's lost it all. So do you think that, and, and maybe I'm being overly naive here, but do you think a lot of Americans are going to take a look at this and say, we're not going to go through this again? No matter if you like his politics or if you're a true branded Republican or, or this or that, I mean, at what point do you take a step back and you say, I'm not getting on this uh, this roller coaster again? Yes, the, that's, this is up to the American electorate. Remember, they've just had a, a QAnon elected member from Georgia who just said apparently behind closed doors she renounces, she renounces what she said, but uh, they were quite willing to elect really an extreme position uh, in that spectrum. We don't know how this is going to turn out. We do know that, just to move on to the other big story coming up, which is the, uh, the, the package that Donald Trump, uh, uh, sorry, that uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is putting forward to get America out of the pandemic crisis, it does rest on the premise that we now have somebody in charge and that somebody is willing to take on the hard decisions and to move forward, and will the Republicans join in a bipartisan effort to pass a stimu- to pass a package uh, or not? Uh, and that's, this is very much the question of the moment in terms of this one, it's almost $2 trillion package. And we have a situation, Scott, which is fascinating to watch, that the Republicans who say they're the centrists and moderates were putting forth their, their, their compromise which was one-third of the total package. So these are the moderates on the, on the Republicans who are willing to work with the Democrats, and a lot of Republicans say they're not. So the big-ticket item going forward uh, after the first two, after the whole question of the future of the Republican Party and, what about, and uh, what about the impeachment, which is a big deal in American politics, going forward, looking ahead, will the 
will there be gridlock in Washington, D.C. Hmm. to stop action uh, from going forward to deal with the crises? Or will there now be, as you said, we're tired of all the gridlock. Let's get on with actually governing. And that's but the central appeal of Joe Biden. It's 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 interesting when you to hear you speak of uh, them trying to get this aid package through, you know, when Canada has been quite the opposite. They've been doling out money like it's uh, like there's no tomorrow. And, you know, in some situations, rightly so, in most situations, perhaps uh, there are certainly those people out there uh, that need it. But it's amazing that the U.S. really hasn't had any kind of relief yet a year into this. Well, actually, there have been several big packages passed, and that's one of the Republicans' uh, main arguments, is we've spent so much money already, we can't just keep sending money out the door. It has to be much more targeted. You're giving money to people who don't need it. You're putting in things like minimum wage, which isn't part of this. Uh, and then the Democrats point out you had no trouble at all giving tax breaks to people who don't need it at all, and that... that you know, only help the rich and not not anybody else. But now that you're balking when we're trying to help everybody else, and that's that's the um, that's the kind of debate going on in Washington. The fascinating thing that most recently is that inside the Democrats, uh, there's now beginning to be an argument saying, "Well, yeah, we did pass all those uh, measures earlier, but let's go back to the Obama era when we didn't pass a big enough package." Uh, but Maybe now we're packing, passing too big a passage, a package because if we focus on the recovery, there's not going to be a lot of money left over in the future. Nobody's going to want to vote, say, for infrastructure or for some of the other big ticket items that America needs, and, and that will include Medicare at some point. So the Democrats are now in a, facing a situation saying, "Are we are we over promising uh, on this, and it's going to lead to inflation?" But here's the here's the the president's position on this is that let's get recovery of America underway and we will move on to rebuilding afterwards. Elliot Tepper has been with us. Man, Elliot, after this all is over, we need to have a big dinner, invite a whole pile of people in and just have this chat again. <laughs> it'll I, it'll I, go I all night. to when we can actually meet and have dinners together. <laughs> Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University, talking about what is happening uh, south of the border, everything from COVID-19 relief to impeachment, and go from there. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well and enjoy your weekend. And same to you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.